son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. All right, it is 6.37, time to check in with the Vancouver Suns' Vaughn Palmer. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. We have lots of health news to talk about this morning. Yes, so you get a sense of just how serious this problem is uh, from the government point of view. Uh, the shortage of family doctors with uh, what we got yesterday. So $118 million, which is not a small amount, and it's only an interim solution to the problem. It's only four months of bridge financing to deal with the problem of keeping family doctors practicing family medicine. And just and I know the health minister announced or kind of talked about how this would work. Uh, the uh, Kevin Falcon calling it an expensive band aid, but reaction from doctors looks at, at least some that I've seen saying that they're optimistic that this is a good first start. Yeah, I mean the doctors of BC said uh, you know, and they were part of the negotiations, so the government was trying to talk to doctors and figure, okay, what do you need? The big problem is overhead costs. And overhead costs have soared, whether you're talking about rent or heat or light or space, office space, everything. If you're in family practice, you're running a small business, and family doctors say it's costing, uh, the number we keep getting from doctors in B.C. is $100,000 a year uh, just to keep the doors open and keep seeing patients. And a large number of medical school graduates are looking at the economics, and they're saying, not for me, I'm not going to become a family doctor. And other practicing family doctors are retiring. And, you know, they're, they're reaching retirement age. I talked to a family doctor who told me that uh, his son graduated from medical school. He'd always had a plan that his son would take over the practice, uh, stay in the family business of being a family doctor. Not a chance. His son graduated from medical school, talked to, uh, you know, everybody in the field and went, no, no, not for me. He's going to become an internist or a hospitalist uh, doctor, as they say. And, and Dick said this is this is the problem, right? The doctors were graduating people from medical school. They're looking at the economics of family practice, and they're saying, not for me. They go and work at a hospital where the hospital picks up the overhead. They go into specialties um, and so forth. So it's a real problem, and the government is trying to deal with it. Um, it's a thorny and difficult problem, too, and we're just seeing on this the economics. So, you know, the, the rough math, Jill, uh, this is... $118 million for about 4,500 doctors. So that includes family doctors and also doctors that are working out of walk-in clinics. And the, the, the incentive is to keep the medical practice going, cover the overhead costs, and keep the clinic doors open. So if you do the math on it, $118 million for 4,500 doctors, that's about $25,000 per doctor and for four months. So, you know, it would, that would be seventy five. A uh, million dollars over, uh, well, I'm got, I've got the math wrong on this, uh, that would be $75,000 per doctor for a full year. Well, that squares with what 
doctors of BC have been saying, Jill, which is the overhead costs are hitting $100,000 a year. So, yeah, it's significant relief. What we're waiting for, of course, is whether what the permanent model is going to be like. This might keep some doctors who are practicing now and thinking of closing their doors or retiring. It'll keep them practicing, but the to to improve the economics of getting graduating doctors to go into family practice, you're going to have to make this permanent. And if the interim solution costs $118 million, the permanent solution is going to cost a lot more than that. I'm guessing the permanent solution might be half a billion dollars. Uh, yeah, and you, you mentioned this as well in talking about the incentives because they they had tried to, yeah. uh, I guess, lure uh, more people to go into family medicine and previous attempts it wasn't even close to being enough. And, you, and how could you blame somebody, really, when you look at the options out there? Yeah, you know, Joe, it's true. I mean, Adrian Dix has been trying, and a little while back he announced what... <laughs> I stand on the sidelines and I listen, wow, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Uh, so this year's graduating medical school uh, uh, doctors, uh, they were offered, the government offered them a $25,000 signing bonus to sign on as family doctors and agree to take a, a fixed number of patients. And $130,000 per doctor in loan forgiveness if they stuck with it for five years. So sounded like a, a generous offer. There were no takers. And this this is, you know, this was the first attempt and there were no takers. And I think what that did was just emphasize how tough it is, how bad the economics are. That doctor I told you about that I talked to said he couldn't get his son to go into family medicine. Um, he said he couldn't sell his practice if he wanted to. There'd be no takers. Nobody wants to buy family medical practices. So that's how bad it's gotten. And yet, uh, we want family doctors. The The model is broken, but the the future, especially for patients with complex medical conditions, uh, older patients like me, um, <clears throat> patients who need to see a family doctor to get their prescriptions renewed, uh, who have regular and growing medical problems because they're getting older, all those people need family doctors. And what we were told yesterday by Adrian Dix, Jill, is that that's what the new model will address. The new model, which is coming, it's under negotiation, we'll presumably get it later this year when they announce a new fee agreement with doctors of BC, it will recognize the overhead costs, the problems of how long you see patients, the problems of patients with complex medical needs, so you can't. It's not the kind of thing you can deal with in a walk-in clinic. The walk-in clinic doctor doesn't have the files, doesn't have the experience, doesn't know all the issues with clashing pharmaceuticals and different care. So the new model is going to recognize all that, but the objective will be to maintain at least some level of family doctoring in a field where many, many doctors are saying, not for me. Uh, interesting. And yeah, we're going to talk to uh, Adrian Dix a little bit later on oh, that's in the good. program. Uh, he's also disputing a new report. Uh, this was a CCPA report uh, that talked about uh, the millions going into private clinics. Yeah, so CPC, CCPA, you know, we often report on the left-leaning Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, and I guess that fits with 
what they've been advocating over the years. They've been longtime advocates of public medical care, uh, critics of any uh, encroachment of private care and for-profit care and extra billing. So they came out with a report, and they said their research is, uh, they said about $400 million going from uh, the government to private clinics. So going back, actually, to the time the Liberals in government, it isn't just the NDP. Dick's... uh, He was pretty blunt yesterday. He said this uh, report is full of misinformation, and he said if they'd contacted us, the health ministry, we would have been happy to provide them with accurate information. He said, on the contrary, under the NDP, uh, the trend is exactly the opposite. Public health care has been growing. Private health care is a minor part of the system. He said contracts to private clinics uh, now amount to less than one quarter of one percent of all uh, surgical payouts and medical billings. And he said there are no extra billing allowed. The government monitors that. And he said it is mostly for things like day surgery, cataract surgery. He said at the same time, Jill, the government has been increasing MRIs in the public sector. It's been taking over private clinics. And he pointed out that the government has also taken back into government, into unionized public health care, more than 4,000 jobs that were privatized and sent out to private companies under the Liberals. So he says on this one, uh, the, the NDP government is not guilty as charged. He was very critical of that report. All right. Uh, We will talk with him more about that uh, as well coming up on the program a little bit later. Vaughn, thank you so much, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Jill. Bye-bye.